Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Garrett Price. Oh, these are my favorite episodes of the entire year. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. And Jared Wackerly producing. Yeah, these are fun. We're talking Dynasty Fantasy Football Rookie Mm. Running Backs 2023. This is part one of four. So we have four shows to do to break down these running backs, and there's a lot of them. Uh, Probably one of the deepest positions outside of tight end uh, of of this class. So it's going to be exciting. we got a lot to break down and and talk about with these guys. And kind of like when we talked about quarterbacks, there's so many of these running backs. Draft capital, landing spot, it is just as important for running backs as it is with quarterbacks. You want them to get a good spot. You want to have an opportunity and be in the right system. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times it is opportunity that that catapults a guy that's kind of above average in in a lot of areas into somebody that can be fantasy relevant. So it it does have a a huge effect on uh, running back value. Yeah, you don't want people getting drafted behind B. John Robinson or uh, Saquon Barkley. Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Yeah. you don't want those guys. So we're getting here to talk about these guys. And, of course, we have the Nerd Herd Show. We're going to break down another half. If you're unfamiliar, if you're new to the show, there's so many rookies we do our free show. And then we do the nerd herd show. The nerd herd is just our subscriber based show. And you know, not only when you join the nerd herd, you get the bonus podcast to get all our breakdowns on these rookies. You get our intensive nerd score that Jared and Garrett do that. They've actually done better than NFL draft wise on breaking down these rookies. It's just based on tape. You get access to all of our tools as well. And of course, the biggest thing right now is you get access um, outside the dynasty GM and our tools is a dynasty film room. And that's where we watch all our tape, us and all the other people out there that use the tape uh, film room to watch in there. And if you're like, hey, how do I join the Nerd Herd? Well, right now we got one of the best deals in all of fantasy football. In all of the world. (laughs) If you want to join the Nerd Herd and get a free one-year subscription so you can watch all the tape on this year's class and have enough time to watch all the tape on next year's class, you can get all of that with the Dynasty GM, the tools, the film room, the extra podcast for $10. Dollars. Now, how do you do that? Say what? All you got to do is sign up for Underdog uh, and use the promo code NERDS. Not only will they match your deposit up to $100, but you're going to get a free year-long subscription to the Nerd Herd, which is worth... Such a no-brainer. Technically, $70 is what it's technically worth. It is. But to me, a billion dollars. <laughs> um, and you're like, well, Rich, Underdog, what, like, what is that? If you don't know what Underdog is, it's a best ball app, right? Underdog Fantasy. And they have multiple sports. Obviously, I just focus on football. I've been using it literally since day one. I used to use it when it's called Draft. Uh, then it became Underdog. And what I, I love about it is, like, we all love the draft, right? It's like, why are we addicted to startups? Because we love the draft. And what Underdog does is allow you to go out there and draft a team, not a dynasty team, just a redraft team. And once you draft that team, that's it. You that's never it. touch it again. Set it. Forget it. Yeah, that's it. And not if you even, win, not even some cash. Just forget it. Just, <laughs> just forget it. It'll Draft it and set your, bet, your best lineup. And what we're also doing when you sign up using the promo code NERDS is we're putting you in leagues with myself, Garrett, Jared, and Matt. Like, I'm in a, le- I'm in a draft right now with listeners. I think we're in, like, we're almost done um, okay. in round 18. Uh, Jared, who's who gets a uh, draft with one of these guys this week? 
Garrett, you guys both ran one last week. Actually, I ran with Garrett too. Yeah. And how, how, quickly, how quickly did both yours fill? I mean, oh, oh like you said, I'm gonna open this up, and it filled literally. You're like, you're Less like, hey, I need that. I need to see if people are gonna sign up. I'm like, we're already drafting, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I got a bunch of emails from people saying they got an error when they clicked the link. If you get an error, that just means the league is full. Okay. FYI. Okay. Uh, so you we need to get Matt on one, though. Yeah, yeah Matt, no, Matt's I, going this week yep. then. And we'll, yep. launch it. we'll probably do a couple more this week. So, and, and Underdog has a ton, a ton of different games outside of just that. You know, they have their uh, best ball medium. Our, our buddy Pat Coran won $2 million. We literally know $2 somebody million. that won it that won $2 million. Uh, Doing this. If you look at his team, it was like, I could have drafted that team. Telling me there's a chance. Yeah, there's we're giving t shirts away to Nerd Herd subscribers, too. And if you're, yeah, if you're already in the Nerd Herd, we will send you the most comfortable t shirt in the world as supporting us. So, for literally for 10 bucks, you get a brand new Nerd shirt, too. No cost to you. So, check it out. There's so much going on at so Underdog. Good. I encourage everybody just download the app, check it out, and you'll love it. I promise you that. You're actually love it. I use it nonstop, literally. Once underdog opens, I start drafting teams. And then when that draft ends, I start another draft. Uh, I was talking to my good buddy, Chase Vernon, another dog, uh, other day, who's uh, with uh, Trophy Smack. He's like, dude, I have to do like two at a time because I don't want one to end. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that style, Chase. I'm going to have to get in on that too. So I usually end up with like probably about 35 leagues I that I'm in. It. But again, it's, you could do that because it's just best ball. Yeah. So like, you don't have to set lineups, man. No, you just yeah. check it throughout the year, see how you're doing. Like, oh, I'm in first, second, third. Oh, I just won. Eight dollars. Yeah. No. So one year I did really good. Last year I did okay. One year, the year before that I did really good. Crushed it. Yeah, I made yeah, a lot of money. Real quick, when you guys enter your uh, promo codes, give us at least twenty four hours. You'll get your. Uh, when you enter to get your promo code, you'll get it within twenty four hours. Oh yeah, people I've had a lot ask. of emails asking when they're going to get it. Yeah, it'll, just send up for underdog. Where's my promo code? Yeah, it'll, it'll come. It's usually shorter than that, but. Um, at least twenty four hours. Yeah, I get a report from underdog, and then I have to manually send those out. So. All right, let's talk rookie running back, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right, first up today is Bijan Robinson. We're starting right at the top. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Some some running back Are from Texas. Excited? He's pretty good. <laughs> um, five foot eleven, two hundred fifteen pounds. He ran a four point four six. He had a one point five two ten yard split. So pretty good there as well. Uh, broad jump of one hundred twenty four inches. Vertical of thirty seven inches. Last year he had. 258 carries, 1,580 yards, 18 touchdowns, 19 receptions, 314 yards, and an, addition, an additional two touchdowns. Yeah, so Doka Award winner, best impressive. running back yep. in all college football. And that's a fact. Not only was it uh, the <laughs> fact, not only was he a Doke Canadian Award winner <laughs> and somebody who was the best running back to, in college last year, he's one of the best running back prospects I've ever like scouted. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that Please. will be the dynasty running back. That was intentional. Go on. Uh, will be my <laughs> dynasty running back one overall the day he is drafted, and I can put him on any dynasty roster that I have. And I was thinking about him. I was like, because it's not fair to compare Bijan to running backs in this class because he's so above and beyond these running backs in this class. Correct. So I tried to think of other running backs I had as the running back one overall the day they got drafted by the NFL uh, since I've been doing the podcast, which is nine years now. And there's only two other running backs that I could, that I had fit that mold. It was Saquon Barkley and it was Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Those are the only other two running backs that I have come in here. And if you ask why Bijan is so good, like, like if you're like, hey, man, I've heard his name over and over and over again and I haven't dumped in this film room yet or I just listen to you guys. And that's how I get my rookie content, right? 
That's what we're here for. We're help you know break these guys down, give you an opinion, and then we encourage you to watch the film afterwards. Right. But we want we'll, you know we'll carry you all the way if we need to. That's what we do. We're like GI Joe. Got my back. Um, he's a true three down back, right? You don't have a lot of those guys in the NFL these days. That's what he is. He's a true three down back. Pete, Pete Pro Football Focus credit him with 104 miss tackles. That's miss, a terrible linebacker. That's, that's the most they've ever given <laughs> since they've been graded. And 22. Um, it's a good running back. Terrible linebacker. Terrible yeah. linebacker. You don't want to miss that many tackles. <laughs> he's the only running back to ever go over 100 for them. His contact balance elite his jump cut fantastic his vision grade a his power he consistently finishes runs this is somebody who averaged 3.3 yards per carry when he was hit behind the line of scrimmage last year his burst his speed he could change direction on a dime and when you say that you got to remember like matt said he's 215 pounds right he could change direction on a dime which was it, smaller than i expected actually i actually expected him to come even, like even more or so i was wondering if maybe that was for the 40 that he like slimmed down a little bit for mm-hmm. the 40 but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back up in the 220s during during the season his, yeah I, I agree his feet are so quick he debla- he displays such good bursts he gets in and out of his cuts so well he runs low to the ground which you absolutely love for a back of his size and then you take so that's just his running ability right like you love all of that then you look at what he does in a passing game. His hands are fantastic. He could run really good routes. Uh, his he's good run after the catch. He's averaging thirteen point four yards after the catch. That's what, it's pretty or, good. Or That's yards per catch. I'm sorry, yards, yards per, per catch. catch. Yards per catch. That's he, still pretty good. He can block. Uh, he only allowed a set. He didn't allow a single sack all year when he blocked for the quarterback, and only allowed four pressures. There is nothing that he doesn't do. If you take all the attributes of the running backs in the NFL today and you, what they do well, that's B. John Robinson. He's that good. He's the guy in the running back when you see, uh, when you do a dynasty startup and you see that running back at number one, which is, you know, we had that for a while. Now mm-hmm. it's flipped. It's Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Bijan could take that, he could take that mantle, right? When we saw Jonathan Taylor do it a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. Bijan could be the next. He's that good. I would take him probably third overall in a startup right behind Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And if there's any running back, I would take that high. It would be like a player like Bijan. And, you know, when you say, Rich, you build around young receivers, you build around young receivers, any chance you have an opportunity to get a special running back, an outlier, which mm-hmm. is what Bijan Robinson is. Remember, he's an outlier. Totally. He's somebody who's going to break that, that one-year contract mold that we always talk about, that hashtag two, three-year window. He's a hashtag five- to eight-year window. He's that kind of guy because – Eight years a little pushing it, but he's also only 21 years old. So he's right. extremely young. So when he signs his next contract, he'll be 25, 26 years old, right around where Saquon is, mm-hmm. ready to go for a couple more years. And then at that point, the investment you're going to get in a guy like Bijan Robinson, five years down the road when you're ready to sell, which again is a lifetime in Dynasty Fantasy Football, for a sure. lifetime of running back one numbers. Oh my gosh. You will be able to recoup. Multiple first round picks yep. that you just took him with your first. He's a franchise cornerstone. He's a championship caliber player. And by that, I mean, he's the kind of player that will literally propel you into the playoffs by putting the right pieces around him. He's a difference maker. That is B. John. Right? And cons. You guys talk about cons. We all have the same con. I literally, I would, I have no, the con for me, my cons are so minuscule and so petty. True. I don't even care. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even care. So I, I mean, I you, I share a lot of the same sentiments. I'm not going to go through all the the same crap, all his 
glory and greatness that you just went over. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I do have a, at least a few concerns. Um, and you know, the, the biggest one that I see, I, I, I want him to hit the hole and kind of get North and South a little bit, a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. He does have a tendency to, I think, make something happen on every single play, no matter what. And sometimes it leads to him kind of dancing around a little bit too much in the, in the backfield. Um, there's that. And there is almost, um, I think he has got great contact balance in like the tradi- traditional sense where um, if there's contact, it, you know, he'll hit that and, and he'll roll off it and kind of keep going. keep going. And and I feel good about that aspect of it. But when sometimes in just like change of direction type of things, he seems to almost trip over his feet a little bit too much. Like his feet are going like, like you yeah. mentioned at pre-show um, his feet are going too fast for him almost. And yep. I don't know what the disconnect is there. If he's just, sees a hole he's so anxious that he wants to get going yeah and maybe he just needs to have a little bit more patience in his running maybe mm-hmm. um to kind of slow himself down to see it and then trust that he's going to get there without having to hurry you know what yeah. i mean because he's fast it, he's so it's almost fast like and the, so quick. Uh, like the roadrunner at times where the feet are just going so fast right right yeah. um so so those are like the things that i see where I, I have a, I have a little bit of pause, you know, yeah. it, and it's only a little bit of pause. It's not, I don't want it yeah. to, to be blown out of proportion. Like I don't like the dude. Cause like I said, I've got so many of the same things that rich already said on the plus right. side. I just do want to mention these other things. Yeah, no. And, and we're three for three. I mean, you would be hard pressed to find even the most hot take person to not have B. John Robinson, the number one running back in this class. I think almost like universally i don't i legitimately don't know that i've heard anyone not have him number one so we're not like breaking any like news to most of you listening you've probably already assumed he's going to be the top guy the only other thing i had i did have some concerns it sounds like he you know numbers wise it worked out for him in the in the um pass pro game but i have him as average like an average nfl player uh there was some things that he missed uh at times and he got a little sloppy with his mechanics he looked aloof at times yeah. that's how that's what i wrote and th- like that's not what you want to see out of pass out of, out of running back you know doing pass pro you yeah. want to see him in there and kind of being aggressive and really getting getting where he's supposed to be in front yeah. of those defenders and i kind of like thought he was like eh, you know whatever he's a little yeah. sloppy that yeah but at times, it's not like not a, consistently. Yeah, it's not I read consistently. Stats, you're like, oh, that's not pretty good, though. I did. I mean, that is the stats sound good, uh, but there were there were some clips of that. But I mean, just just to show you this, it is very like in my nerd score model. It is which is all based on tape. Uh, it is very hard to get nines or better. Like it's very hard to get nines or better. He has a nine or better on tackle breaking, contact balance, physicality, and power. And receiving so four categories he has a nine or better so he's he's just a rare specimen the highest individual now this isn't combined nerd score my individual nerd score the highest grade i had given to a running back up until this point which would be the three previous classes was a 78.32 to who jk dobbins was the highest so in the top five we have uh dobbins swift uh brees javante and now Bijan. Bijan's at an 82. So almost 10 points higher. Oh, uh, four points. Higher. Four points. That's solid math. Oh. But you, you. I thought I said 73 <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. No, 70, 78. So 78 to 82. He's and all the other guys are 78, then 77, then 76. Like, yeah. So all those guys are in like that 77, 78 range. He's, he's at an 82 point something. So easy, easy breezy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's even a high. Yeah. 82.48. So he's, clearly far and away from the past four classes in my opinion the best running back so it's consensus it's it is consensus but you had mentioned something that we that you know like comparing him to other 
you know, guys that came in the league as top running backs right from day one. How do you guys see him compare to guys like Saquon and guys like Ezekiel Elliott? Um, I'll let you guys take that because I wasn't like scouting sure. seriously at that I, point. I felt, I feel like Saquon, I had a little bit higher yeah. uh, in the, in the scouting process. And then I don't know, man, I feel like I had Zeke higher too, to be honest with you, like coming out wise, but like literally splitting hairs. Uh, that's Cause you're a state fan, man. Yeah, that's why <laughs> literally. I think that's when I said, when I said, Cause that was a long time ago. It was a long and time I, ago. I remember when I had Zeke as my, I was like, dude, Zeke's my number one running back in dynasty coming out. And literally I got shit for it. Like people were like, Oh yeah, it's cause you're, you're Ohio state Homer. I'm like, no, I don't care about that. Like yeah. I'll, I'll have some Browns Homerism like that when they're actually into Browns, but that's more of like just my own personal preference. I would draft them over. I wouldn't rank them over somebody, right. but like, so no, Zeke's the best running back in the end. Of, and then what do you do? I'll be running back one. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. it's close, but literally splitting here. Like, him and like he reminds me of a little bit of Zeke a little bit more. I, I agree. No, so for me, the difference is Zeke didn't dance as much as he did, does. Yeah. I think from a physical standpoint and from a lot of the running ass, like all that kind of stuff, I think they're very similar and on the on a very similar plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I just where where Zeke was when he came into the NFL, he was a much more polished, I think, pass blocker in pass pro. He was mm-hmm. that was like he took pride in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so there was no reason ever to take that guy off the field. He never was a guy that was going to miss assignments or kind of just half-ass it in in, uh, in pass pro. And he hit the hole and just went like he wasn't. He was never a guy that really danced. Um, yep. So those uh, so a couple of the little concerns that I have are just enough to get for me Zeke above him. And Saquon danced a little bit. Saquon too. danced a little bit too. I just think Saquon um, might be a little bit more physically gifted. Yeah, he's got the quads for that. Then a days. guy like like Bijan, it's close, but I I give mm-hmm. the the slight edge to to uh, Saquon there. Yeah, I, and I, that's why I, I would, would have, have I, that way too. I would have both those guys ahead of him, but it's like you said, you're literally splitting hairs. But if I had to order them, that uh, he would be the third. Would yeah, there be so anyone else even in that tier? I'm telling you, man. Like not for me. I was not for me. I was. I mean, we all had Brees one last year, mm-hmm. but. I said in this podcast, I was like, Brees is arguably one of the best running backs I've ever scouted. Like yeah. he was, so he'd probably be four for you. He's a smooth. Brees is a smooth criminal. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably would have Brees as the okay. fourth best running. I mean, you know what? I mean, Dalvin Cook was a really good prospect coming out. I mean, we had Dalvin Cook number one. Other, we had Dalvin Cook number one, but that was the same year Leonard Fournette came out. Other people, and had, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and, but other people did not have Leonard Dalvin Cook number one. We had Dalvin Cook number one. Correct. Um, Dalvin Cook was a really good prospect. Um, Brees Hall, I, I probably have Brees Hall fourth. But yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, he's in a different even tier than no. Brees. Not super high, but higher than even Brees. So yeah. yeah, special running back. Congrats to everybody that has the 1-1. If you're going to go out and trade for the 1-1, you're going to slightly overpay, but you're going to get a really good proven ass, you know, asset. You know, the difference between, I think the big difference between, you know, Zeke and Saquon was after Saquon's big rookie years, he tore his ACL. Uh, which is a huge setback. Mm-hmm. It's usually about a year and a half you lose, right. and every year for running back counts. So that's a that's huge gap. Gap, and you know with Zeke, I mean Zeke literally he was hot out the gates, dominant, and then he just slowly diminished like over the years. Yeah, and he he didn't he didn't hold that like I mean, he's a running back one every year, which is again I mean Zeke was literally an A plus dynasty draft, but he was kind of a, a like superior version of the two to three year window. Like he had three incredible seasons 
Then you started to see that trickle. He started to go down a little bit, but he was still a running back one. But sure. you know, the difference was like, he's still like an outlier as far as be, being a running back one year after year after year. Which is huge. Four or five years. Was it five years for him in a row? Something uh, like more that. More than that, I think. Yeah, five or six or something. Well, more, I mean, I think it was longer than that. I mean, he was, was it? Up, I think up until last year, he was running back one every single year. I think so. So longer than that. I mean, but when it comes to overall fantasy prospects, then you're talking like Jamal Charles, LaDainian Tomlinson, LaShawn McCoy, right. uh, guys like that. Can Bijan supplant that? Because Saquon's impossible to plant those guys because he didn't have he won't have enough years to do that. Like LaShawn McCoy had like nine years. Alvin Kamara's in that class, honestly, too, when it comes to fantasy football production. So <laughs> plant them. Yeah, plant it, it's a good it's, prospect. Uh, I don't really have anything to add as far as like Bijan as a prospect goes, but I think it's important right now to bring up because we're all expecting Bijan to go in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. How important it is to target first-round running backs and how high their hit rate is. So um, these statistics are from Analytics of Dynasty. Every year, Jordan McNamara puts out um, a, a new book. So check that out if you haven't. But 82% of running backs drafted in the first round produce a top 24 finish. And if they don't hit in the first year they have a higher chance to hit in the next year than second-round running backs coming out that next year. Second-round running backs have a 58% chance to produce a top 24 hit. So it just goes to show you like how important and how high the likelihood is that a first-round running back is going to hit. Going to hit. 16%. One or, one or two, yeah, first or second year, right? Rashad Penny, Clyde Edwards Lair. Right. Yep. <laughs> Thanks 40, for coming. 45% hit <laughs> for two top 12 finishes so yeah I mean, and there's and, just and, and they're insulated too they're gonna carry value for and that's why i get so excited even like talking about a guy like clyde Wurzler, if you get to the chiefs it's why i was so excited you know you get the first down that first round pedigree is huge it's like a it top is. 10 pedigree for, for a quarterback and then the fact that he was a pass catcher running back like that's that's massive right you mm-hmm. know like when adrian peterson comes into the league you're ex- ex- extremely excited he, he has, he's not dominant in the pass catching game. Once right. you get a running back, they do both of those. Hence why, like, those guys are always running back ones. You know, LaShawn McCoy, Alvin Kamara, right? Like, really good pass catcher running backs, which propels that dominance forever. Christian McCaffrey, the same way. Those are the guys that are, like, really hard to come by, and Bijan gives you all of that. So, who are we on to next? All right, moving on to our next running back prospect, Devon A. Chain, um, running back, Texas A&M, 5'8, 188 pounds and Ooh. a half. Only eight, only eight and a half inch hands, Rich. Uh-oh. Uh, ran, ran a 4.32 in the 40. He, uh, he had a 1.51 10-yard split, which is really good. Tops, uh, that might be second or third in the class. Um, and a 33-inch vertical. Last year, he had 196 carries for 1,102 yards, eight touchdowns, 36 receptions, 196 yards, and another three touchdowns missed two games with a foot injury he sure did yeah a chain is somebody that jared and i've been talking about for quite a while i remember like after his freshman year texting him and being like hey i kind of like this a chain kid like i know he's not like your traditional back but this guy's like got legitimate wheels legitimate mm-hmm. wheels and now we found out like literally time-wise we're talking olympic level speed in the 200 olympic so, level speed so it's we're not just saying track speed we're saying olympic level you know in high speed. school he had uh in the 200 meter outdoor the fastest in the nation at 20.46 Did he? yeah fastest in the nation as a junior in high school so i mean the, the kid is just a phenomenal athlete and he, I mean, he was getting plenty of time right away as a freshman, which you love seeing that. You love seeing guys that get on the field, even with, and I get it, that Spiller has disappointed so far at the NFL level, but a guy that was drafted 
what was it round four, early round four that he got on the field with him right away. Uh, there's a lot of things in his game that are better than you would expect for mm-hmm. someone of his size. Uh, first of all, I think he actually has really good vision. Uh, you, you never know how like these smaller size scat back looking players are going to do between the tackles, but his vision was, was plus for me. Uh, good patience as well. Very, very elusive. So it's not just the top speed, but he has the elusiveness to go with it. Uh, not the, I didn't have the highest marks. I had him breaking tackles decently, but not necessarily the highest contact balance uh, in the class. There's really not a lot of physicality and power there. Right. N- enough to get by, but that's not at all a strong suit uh, of his. Struggles a little bit in the past pro, uh, but I think excels uh, enough. They didn't throw the ball to him as much as I thought they would. Um, but when he does it, looks natural, looks fine. There's, I don't have any worries there. So A-Chain overall is a good prospect. I gave him a 74.08, which is a good score for me. Um, that's in a similar range to uh, guys that we've we've seen be on the cusp of the top 10 uh, over overall uh, in the past three seasons. So uh, very good player. Really like him. You had Najee at like 74. There we go. I was trying to think of a good comp of where I had him. So Yeah, it's ETN. You had 74. Perfect. Yeah, right around the same spot as, as ETN. Yeah, this is running back when you hear his size, five foot eight and a half, uh, 108 pounds. <laughs> you know, just look at those numbers. It's a deterrent for you. But this guy breaks the mold for me. Uh, I came away very impressed. And I know Matt said that he uh, only had eight and a half inch hands, which yeah. could be worrisome. He only had two fumbles in three years. I, I just wanted to put that in there. Just okay. <laughs> he only had uh, uh, two fumbles in three years. And when you watch him play, again, his size, you know, his biggest con is going to be his size, right? But when you 100%. watch him play, he is he's not afraid to run between the tackles. Like, like he's only fearless con. in there. Um, and even despite his size, he still averaged 4.5 yards per carry between the tackles. I saw a really good stat from my homie, uh, Rich Rebar, who wrote, works for uh, Warren Sharp and Sharper Analysis. Rich Rebar said, when A-Chain was hit at or behind the line of scrimmage, he averaged 4.5 yards after contact per attempt and turned 24.7% of those carries into first downs or touchdowns. Both of those rates were amongst the highest of this entire draft class. So even when he was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage, he was still producing at a high level for his team. Everything about his game is something is very exciting. Garrett named you know, all those ran pretty good routes. He actually played some slot sometimes as well. You saw him out there. I thought he tracked the ball. Well, good with the ball in his hands. Like you mentioned, I mentioned only two fumbles in three years and he is small. I mean, it's a reason, you know, that were like 66 percent of his runs were to the outside, and he actually averaged six point two yards per carry when he got to the outside. So and, and he's got plenty of speed to get out there. I mean, and, plenty yes. of speed. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes that was a detriment because sometimes he would look to get to the outside when there'd be a hole into the middle, and I could live with that, and I'd be coached up. And another kind I would have for him, since he is a little bit smaller, smaller, it was harder for him. Like when he had to extend for the passes, he had a little bit more of a difficult time because. He's there's, smaller. There's not as much there to extend with those eight and a half inch fingers. But for me, <laughs> for me, you know, hands, what, fingers, <laughs> that might be long fingers, man. I think size Dang. is important for a running back, you know? So when I, when I look at his size, like I'm immediately going, all right, here's a cut prospect. Even though I like his tape, it's not going to work. 
So that's he, a, that, he that, breaks the mold for me. That's my main question. You know what I mean? I I do. I love all the stuff he does. He's got a crazy. He's got crazy crazy lateral agility, mm-hmm. and and he he has like you said great vision. I think he he follows his blocks well. But when things are not going well, he on a recognizes run, it and he recognizes it. it, and he's got the agility and burst to go the other way and make something out of nothing. So I, I think there's a lot there to like, and even between the tackles, the question I have is at 188 pounds, what kind of role is he going to have in the NFL that that lets him do what he was doing in college because I think mm-hmm. if he gets uh, if he lands a similar role in the NFL and a, and a coach that trusts he him do well he'll he'll do well and he could be special in the NFL for fantasy purposes mm-hmm. if if not I'm just not sure like are we are we stuck with a Kenny Kenneth Gainwell type of thing where he's going to tease you and he's going to look good at times mm-hmm. but they're always going to be having another running back there with him kind of sharing time that's what I'm worried about with Devon A. Chain it's not talent at all. It's mm-hmm. it's what kind of role is it? I think they have a similar skill set with the exception of Kenneth Gainwell had good speed. He has elite speed. He absolutely does. And I think yeah. that's, that's the a, big difference. That's a tear break too. Yep. Because yeah. you give him the outside. If you give him the outside, you threw a little screen to him, he has a chance to take it to the house. Like Garrett said, uh, Olympic type speed. It And people are going to knock him too. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is five foot nine. He's nine pounds heavier than him. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's not, I mean, we're talking about half inch difference here between Devon A chain. So I'm really excited. So I currently have him right now as my running back four. I had, and I flip flop, right? Like I had, I had him as my running back three behind Gibbs. Um, and then I already started diving into some Zach Charbonnet a little bit deeper. And I think Zach Charbonnet's upside is, is higher than Devon A chain. So he's I would safer put safer too. He's safer. So I'd put him ahead of Devon A chain. I'm really Excited to see where he gets drafted and what kind of draft capital he gets invested in him. I think he's a day two guy for sure. I want to see where he lands and where he could fit into some what mold he could fit into because that's gonna you know we were all surprised when James Cook went in the second round to the Buffalo Bills. Can Devon A chain fulfill that for us? But on, on a positive, you know, when James Cook went in the second round, I was like, oh wow, that's a little surprising. And Devon A chain goes in the second round. I'm like, all right, now there's there's an argument yeah. here yeah. for him to be running back three overall, running four. So I'm really excited to see where the, the draft kind of breaks some of these tier breaks for me because I have a lot of guys that are in like kind of same mold for me. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Bijan, then you got Gibbs. I mean, are you, are you Gibbs is kind of – I think Gibbs and uh, Charbonnet could kind of be in the same tier as well. And like Definitely a, possible. And like A-Chain's like there, right? Like the door's yeah. open. He's been invited in. It just he hasn't walked through the door yet, and the draft can do that. And, and to uh, your point, Garrett, I went back and looked in Kenneth Gainwell's combine stuff. Five foot eleven, so he was a little bit lanky, a little bit taller, and one hundred ninety five pounds. So he had a little bit more meat to him, but um, four point four two. So that's a big difference. Four point three yeah. two, four point four two. That's I mean, as well, far as speed on the field, that that's a huge. Difference. And the three the three inches in running backs case lower is somewhat better because you have a better BMI. So he's more compact, a little bit better to take some of those hits and Um, that kind of stuff. Unless you get down into a certain range that we'll talk about. Well, you do, you do have that. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Like if, if uh, let's say this player was a 75 out of a hundred, hundred being the best running back ever. He's a 75 out of a hundred. Michael Carter, then put a chain at like a 90, Um, you know, similar attributes, just, Better. better, just yeah. better at all of it. I agree, and I liked Michael Carter mm-hmm. more than Kenneth Gainwell. So maybe yeah. Kenneth Gainwell isn't the best comp. I liked Kenny G more. You yeah. like Kenny Gainwell yeah. more. I liked Michael I like Carter, Carter more. more too. Um, and I do think he's better than both of them. How about that? So I think significantly. Uh, yeah. So I, I 
the only question I have is is size. We'll see if it, if he hmm. if he lands a better role than a guy like uh, Kenny Gainwell or not. Um, All right. So I Jared, guess mo- yeah, I, oh yeah, I, go ahead. I think A Chain has a chance to be special if size doesn't end up being a factor. Right. That's really the only con I can find in his game. And I watched the most tape on a chain out of all these running backs because my grade ended up being so high for him. So I kept trying to like find him, like, why is his grades? Like he's just so good to me, but physicality weighs in heavily in our grading system. And I, I graded him like a four in physicality mm-hmm. and he still ended up being, I mean, he's a 76 for me right now, which a, is a forward physicality. See, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't do the score, I mean, but I mean, so for our, our grading scale, that's like average college running back level. Okay. That, that's what a four. He is. just doesn't, he doesn't have like a move the pile type of power. Like he, he just doesn't have the girth. I think he behind takes it. contact. Well, he's he actually more like yeah. he's able to absorb contact. I thought his contact balance is a little better than what Garrett stated earlier. And I thought it was pretty good too. I mean, I mean, he can't, he handles in between the tackles for his size extremely well. Like hit, like he gets lost in there because of his size, but his vision inside that in between the tackles and his contact balance. And like I said, his physicality in my, I mean, I, maybe I just word it differently than you guys. Like right. I, yeah, I, I, I would call power and physicality two different things. So I think he actually for is a, is a pretty physical back. Like I enjoyed watching him between the tackles mm-hmm. because, and the reason I enjoyed it so much was because of his size. That's where I was looking for the biggest failure. Cause like Jared said, like he did, I liked him so much watching his tape. I was like, okay, let me bang him here because of his size in between the tackles. And he consistently surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he, he consistently found ways to break out of that. Like, yeah, he, he disappeared and mm-hmm. then he comes through and it wouldn't be for big games, but it'd be positive games. Right. And it's not just that he can make people miss like juking him out. I thought he had a really good stiff arm. He does. Too. That's like that's absolutely one of the better true. ones I've seen in this class. So there's a lot of nuance in his Looking game. Now he's about to run him back three for me. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's RB three for me he's right RB3 now. He's RB three for him as well. Closer to Gibbs than Gibbs is to, to Bijan. I, I think would almost put them in the same tier. You're going to hear Gibbs a lot as a, the consistent running back too. He's current my running back too. But A-Chain and Charbonnet are not behind him like far whatsoever. Like it's, yeah, they're there. Like I feel. I agree with that. I feel like there's no need to trade up number two when you could easily get one of these guys after them. And I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigbud's probably going to go ahead of these guys. And then the receivers, I mean, Quentin Johnson's a nice prospect as well. But then you're talking running back, running back here. So I've done a very scratch the surface on Charbonnet. So I'm not going to comment where he's at, but uh, I do like where Devon a chain is. Oh, and speaking of that too, like next week, we're going to break down the free agency class. Um, We're actually record on a Saturday, the Saturday recording. I'm going to be in Mm -hmm. uh, spring break. The kids at Dominican Republic. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then a week after that, we're going to come back and pick up back on running backs. Just get everybody heads up. They're looking for that next step. You know, Oh, were they on Zach Charbonnet? We're going to wait. Show shows will come out Tuesday ish, Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be at a bachelor party this weekend. So, Ooh, look at you. We're all partying. Next <laughs> prospect, please. All right, the next one on the list is Kenny McIntosh, uh, running back, Georgia, uh, six foot two oh four. He had nine in chance. I know that we're not really doing that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> four four point six two in the forty. Oh. Uh, one point five four though in the ten yard split, which is not that far behind some of the other guys that. Uh, Ran Point good. two behind Bijan. Right. That, that 40 time kind of took me back a little bit. Because um, he looks faster than that on tape. Yeah. And that's why I did want to mention a lot of these 10-yard splits because guys like this that didn't run a great 40 but still look fast on tape. So it kind of shows in that 10-yard split. 
So that's why I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. add that in. Um, 149 rushing attempts, 829 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, 43 receptions, 505 yards, and an additional two touchdowns. It sucks that the, like, these guys don't run three cones anymore. Barely any of these running backs running the three cone. I know. It, only a couple it's days. it's one of my biggest barometers. I love seeing the three cones. I love seeing the 20 yeah. yard shuttles and they're just, shifty hips and they're just not doing it. The one guy that did do it. I, I loved his time and I also like him as prospect. We won't talk about him until later on. I think in the nerds heard nerd heard show, but um, he did have one. He did have one. I got excited when I got to put it in there. And it was a good time. It was a very good time. Yeah. So Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia, like Matt said, this was a prospect that I actually went into slightly with a negative uh, concept because I saw Jared Wackerly put a tweet out <laughs> before I jumped, in, in, uh, jumped into his film. This guy. Saying, <laughs> saying this is a guy that people are excited about, but I just don't see it. And I was like, oh, great. Here's a guy. Because sometimes you go on the tape and you like you have preconceived notions like, oh, this guy's going to suck. Or this guy's going to be really good. Like you go in and watch Bijan, yeah. you're like, this is going to be juicy. Um, <laughs> and I actually came away pleasantly surprised with Kenny McIntosh. This is a guy who catches the ball well. I mean, it's probably his best attribute, right? Him catching De- the football. Definitely. I yeah. gave him a nine. A lot of experience in the passing game. Uh, he ran 230 passing routes in college. 42 targets, zero drops. He lined up in the slot and the outside as well. Uh, looked good in pass protection. His contact balance is okay, not bad. Uh, I didn't like, I thought I thought his vision was um Okay, I guess. I mean, there's times I saw him run into his blockers a couple times. You know, that Trent Richardson, uh, that look when you run into the back of your blockers, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you looking at? Um, and I, I thought there was some stuff that was there for him that he just missed. He dances a little bit too behind the line of scrimmage sometimes as well. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he's not he's not an overly elusive runner. And that's why when I saw his 40 time at 462, I'm like, oh, he gets the ball, he makes a one cut, and he goes, and he, he he's pretty good yeah. at that. You know, definitely when you definitely when you throw him to football, like I really like him in a passing game, which in today's NFL, and when we're looking at dynasty fans for running backs, definitely when most teams have two running back systems, almost mm-hmm. all of them, when you have a two back system, I want the running back on that team that's going to catch the footballs. This is where Kenny McIntosh comes in and what he offers the upside. If he is that running back in an NFL team, he offers running back two upside for your dynasty fantasy football team. Wherever he goes, there's a very high likely chance that's going to be a very strong part of his game. Mm -hmm. So for that fact alone, out of this group that we're talking about, like between the Nerd Herd score, the Nerd Herd running backs, and this running back, he's right around like the fourth best running back that I watched this past week. Um, I I agree that he's got some talent. I, I love the fact that you kind of mentioned the one cut and go because I do think that's kind of his best attribute if he could get into his own blocking scheme where he's also catching passes and he's getting in one of these wide zones where you're kind of stringing it out you find a crease you put your foot in the ground and go i think that's something he can excel at because i think he's got really good burst and like short area quickness Mm -hmm. and and change of direction is is a good thing for him i i do think if he dances a little bit too much he 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 doesn't kind of have the juice for that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and obviously the long speed he's got enough speed to be an NFL back mm-hmm. four, you know, four, six, two is nothing great, but we've seen plenty of backs that have had similar scores to that be just fine in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, cream hunt and stuff like that. Those are, those are the guys that are right around those kind of times coming out of the NFL. 
But I do think that that kind of scheme would benefit him greatly. And that's the, like, if you ended up into Miami, I know, like, we say that about everybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. but if he ended up in that kind of system where he was in a zone scheme, I think that would that'd be great for him. Kind of got the wind sucked out today when they re-signed Raheem Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, no, I, like I saw most of it. I didn't see Wilson. Yeah, they, Wilson bo- they, they both did. They, they, they're always looking for backs in those yeah, kind of systems. Or something? Yeah, so, Mo- David Montgomery, the Lions. Ooh, woof. What kind of deal? Well, we'll talk about that this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like has like, oh. Yeah. We, we saw the face. Yeah. We saw the face yeah. you made. Well, it's better than Bijan to the Lions. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a, a deal yet okay. posted, but. All right. I still uh, like DeAndre Swift better. Uh, so for me, uh, with, with, with Kenny McIntosh, I'll I'll push back slightly on the vision. I actually liked his vision. Here's why. He's he's a tough eval for it because Georgia's blocking is awesome. Like really really good offensive line. One of the best offensive lines in college football. So I think some of that some of that time he was literally just I'm trusting my offensive line to do what it's supposed to do. Um, so I I'm going to give him a little bit of a break on that. And on top of it, I think his second level vision is very good. When he gets in the open field, he has he does a great job of diagnosing what's going on, the leverage of the different players, uh, the linebackers, the secondary. I think he gets down the field and makes them. He doesn't have great speed, no, but he makes the most he of the speed he has. Still breaks big runs. Though, he right? breaks a lot of big yeah. runs, and that's because of his vision downfield. Yeah. So I actually overall was very impressed with that. I thought he broke a decent amount of tackles. Doesn't have great game speed, but to your point, Matt, I gave him a much better burst score, burst slash acceleration, yeah. than I did speed score because I don't think his speed is good, but I think he's got really solid burst. I have gone to the point, and we talk about it almost every year, and I'll emphasize it again. I am much more so of a pass fail guy in the receiving game. Obviously, this is major pass for him. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, the one slight differentiation I'll make with him versus other guys in this, and he might be the only one in the class. There's one other guy that might fall into this category too, but he and, and Jared, I were actually talking about this on the way up. His build is actually slightly more of a receiver build mm-hmm. than it is a running six back foot two oh four. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's, he's, lo- he's like long. He's, he's long. He's, he's long. Slight. So with all of that, it would not surprise me if he is split out more, like you were mentioning, Rich, like if he is utilized more often, kind of the reverse Debo Samuel, the guy that is a running back by nature, but plays a decent amount of receiver because there that is absolutely in his game. So if there is a team that's going to utilize him that way, we're talking about a major plus, but he still has a big enough body that he could be a first and second down guy. So even though I'm not projecting him as a three down back, if there was a dark horse to do it, it would be Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, he's. I'll give you an example of somewhere that would excite me about mm-hmm. him still, which would kind of like shock some people that would like from a fantasy football point. If he got drafted by here, my team, the Cleveland Browns, that sure. would excite me for him because the Browns are a team that run their offense on third down. Nick Chubb is not on there. They want to pass not. catch a running back, and he has opportunity to produce at running back one numbers. And they don't have a good, really good receiving course. So they could slide him into the slot as well. Kenny McIntosh to me is somebody that is a really good sneaky grab. You're probably going to get in the second round. They can offer year in, year out fantasy football production. Again, you're not probably looking at always running back one production. Could he no. get there potentially? Of course. But a guy who finishes at like consistently like running back 16, 15, 18, right around there. Somebody you can start in a really high end flex player to say the least. So I think Kenny McIntosh offers a ton of upside here. 
and with that being said, I graded him at a 72.15. Um, so where I've kind of noticed uh, my numbers are, if you're above a 72, you have a really good shot at making a difference. The guys that I've seen that I tend to grade below a 72 usually don't hit. There's exceptions, um, but those ones usually aren't hitting or making much of an impact on their team. So for him to get above that 72 threshold for me was a good sign. Where'd a guy like, um, did you grade a guy like James Robinson when he came out? James wasn't one of the ones I graded, unfortunately. I did cut up a game or two of them, so I was familiar. Uh, But with him like being undrafted and not getting a ton of buzz, I, would, I didn't end up grading him. I know you, you said like if, if he was like, I, he popped in my head as a guy that right. maybe would have popped a little bit and was probably below that threshold. That's yeah. why I asked. Yeah. So the best example of somebody that popped that did not get above the threshold was Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. Um, he was one of the few sure. um, in that, that actually got above that mark on mine. This wasn't the overall nerd score. This was just my personal sure. one. Sure, sure. Um, so he's one of the better examples of one that actually like popped. Gotcha. All right, before we move on, before we move on, let's talk about FFPC. Uh, FFPC, look, the, the selling point here is if you want to play Dynasty Fantasy Football, but you're frustrated because you play in leagues and you got the 101 and you got the 103 and you're convinced that you're going to walk away with B. John Robinson and C.J. Stroud and then poof, the league's gone. It folds. Everybody, you know, it there's nothing more frustrating than building your team the right way for the future. It's the worst. And just having a league collapse. Absolute worst. You do not have to worry about that with FFPC. Not only that, there are orphan teams that you can get. You can even get them sometimes at a discount if it's a team that's not very good. Or if you're like, I'll pay a little extra do re me to make sure I get a good squad. Mm-hmm. You can do that as well. You head over to myffpc.com. Go there. Use promo code NERDS. When you do that, you get $25 off any entry for new members. So they start at $77. You put in 25, all of a sudden now it's just a $52 team. Pretty nice. So head over to ffpc.com, use promo code NERDS, and get $25 off today. Yeah, you can check out all their orphans that go on right there. They come up all the time. It's a really good opportunity to get into an established league and kind of like get high draft capital right out the rip with like Bijan and some of these prospects we're talking now. So Ooh. love FFPC. Like I said, I mean, I can't stress enough the to have that stability behind the league. That's literally whatever you pay for. That's the best thing you're going to pay. Cause we all know how to play dynasty. Right. We all know how to play and we all enjoy the game. Your biggest fear is that the league collapsing. This is where we're going to have the safety net. If you're looking so. for leagues with strangers, like you have to play on FFPC. Yeah. And that's the thing. Most people don't even have enough people to join leagues with. Like, Whoa, right. Where do I find a league? Where do I find a league? Especially I see all the time on Facebook group, right? Like our Facebook group has 18,000 people in there and constantly like, Hey, where can I find a new league? Because something know? that's even even worse than that is I've seen a lot of people where they're like, don't get in a league with this guy. And he's the 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 one that runs the league and he just takes everybody's money. <laughs> oh, you know, so you don't want that to happen. So next prospect. All right, next prospect on the list is Chase Brown, running back from Illinois, five foot nine, two oh nine. 10 inch hands. Whoa. Big old hands. Uh, ran a 4.43 in the 40. He had a 1.53 split. He had 127 inch broad jump and a 40 inch vertical. So this is an explosive athlete here. 25 bench reps as well. So this guy is, is really hitting a lot of things. Killed the combine. Yeah. A lot of things pretty hard here at the combine. 328 attempts last year, 1,643 yards rushing five touchdowns or no, sorry, 10 touchdowns. Um, 27 receptions, 240 yards receiving, and an additional three touchdowns. 
So good old Chase Brown here. Uh, a Canadian. A Canadian. <laughs> you should have gotten to do this one. Bruce. I wish we were. So. <laughs> Wait, is he an actually, is he actually yeah, from he Canada? He is from Canada. Bowl letters. <laughs> Canadian. <Yes>. A Canadian. <laughs> this has it very boldly here. Oh, man. That's funny. Our that, friends up north. That is good funny. old friends up north, eh? All right. So Chase Brown, hey. there are some things that he does well. Yeah. Uh, I agree I, with that. I, I think he has some decent vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty quick. Yeah. Decent speed. Yes. All those things. I like all that. That's about it for me. That's about <laughs> it that I had as far as positives. Catch the balls. Catch the ball he, well. he does. He catches the ball pretty well, ran too. Some solid routes. He, he did run, run some solid routes. I, I mean, have a seven if, there. So if it, if it gets free, above average. He's got the speed. My my biggest issue, though, um, and, and look, he had really good production in, in the Big Ten. Yes. He did. He had good production on a team that wasn't very good, and you got to give him credit for that. But All the production, pretty much. Basically. <laughs> he went to he went to the Senior Bowl. Things weren't great there for him. Um, Tell me about this, because I haven't heard anything about the Senior yeah, Bowl. Yeah, so... Not he, a surprise. He he even interviewed uh, with with our own Dan Toomey. Okay. Uh, he, he sat down and talked to him, and he kind of talked about how big the event was and how, like he was a little bit overwhelmed with all the things going on. And he just, he had dropped a lot of balls while he was there. He had missed stuff. Like he, he just did not do very well. Not putting his best foot forward no. there on the big stage. Okay. No. And that's tough. Cause that's, you know, a good, good level playing field right. uh, for, for a guy like chase Brown and his brother was there. One of the very first plays, his brother like lit him up in the hole and it's it just twin brother, right? twin brother that yeah. plays safety. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great for him. So, a guy that seems like a, a guy that tries hard, puts forth effort, but just I, I just don't think that he has enough. And he, I don't think he has an area that he wins enough to be able to be a factor at the next level. I know he's a good sleeper. I know people have talked about him quite a bit. But right now, of the guys that we graded for this week, I have others on my chart for next week or two weeks or whatever. But he has the second lowest score oh. uh, of the guys for this week. So. Well, I'm excited because <clears throat> I thought I was going to come here and be the biggest negative Nancy whatsoever because I watched Chase Brown's uh, tape and he's something I went into uh, Malik's like I've heard his name throughout the community. Like sure. Chase Brown, Illinois. I've heard, I've heard his name. People are excited about him. Oh, sleeper, Chase Brown. Boy, did I come away disappointed. Uh, this, I mean, he arguably might be the worst pass protection blocker <laughs> for a guy his size I've ever seen, man. I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, for, he got blown up all the time, like tossed around like a toddler was coming at me. And I want, and like, I just didn't want him near me. Like that's how easily he was tossed around. It's like, he doesn't even want to try. He doesn't want to try. <laughs> there Almost. were, there were a couple of very egregious ones. I mean, you talked about the one that he literally got ragdolled, just thrown aside. And then there was another one where he basically Olayed. Uh, uh, um, an oncoming like, like he defender. Was Superman. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess the defender olayed him. Um, he was yeah. coming as like a rushing bull, and the defender just uh-huh. went right by and strip sacked the quarterback. So he, he dove he, like yeah. he dove like he was Superman. Right. Yeah. It's what. It, after I saw that, I went back and wrote my <laughs> scouting report. Was, I was like, it's like he doesn't even want to try. Yeah. So that's that was rough. I mean, he has some fumbling issues. Not a lot of burst or explosiveness. He's a one speed runner. This is a guy who has <laughs> zero. <laughs> Power zero. But, I mean, when I say zero, I wouldn't trust yeah. this guy at the five yard line if there's ten people players on the on, on the defense. <laughs> That's how bad. I watched him over and over Good again. Stuff. Get carries at the five yard line, and he didn't move just, that pile a centimeter. I no. just lowered it as we talked about it again. The number because 
it's 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 bad. that bad. It's di- I would <laughs> again sin. if I did a nerd score and I had to give a a, a score for power, I would give him a zero. Zero. <laughs> you have to give him at least zero. a one. What do I no, have? No, man? I wouldn't. Zero. <laughs> so no, He's I got wouldn't. zero power. Not one time did I see him I break see anything one. off like that. Yeah, I have he had him a three one, and a half. Yeah, I have him at a three. Uh, yeah, who's pushing him behind he, him? He had a, he had one nice stiff arm. He had one nice stiff arm that I saw. It was pretty sweet. But that was it. That's not even. That's just luck. Right angle, right time. Your elbow's locked in. Uh, that player took a bad angle. That's just luck. I, again, I went in to watch this tape like somewhat excited. Yeah. And I, out of all the players I watched, came away the most disappointed. He is off my board. It, like, he's off my board. I, I want nothing to do with him. Okay. I, I have, a, I mean, I think he has... Sorry, I'm going to fight you on the burst and, and like one speed. I think he does have another gear and he, and he, and he shows show he shows that in the open field. If he gets a crease, mm-hmm. he can hit a big run. He gets what he gets. What's blocked for him. I'll give him that. That's he it. gets it and he can go. Yeah. But He's if it's not, not there, any tackles to his, to his defense. And I'm not like here to be like the number one guy on him. Oh, why don't you just go and make it out sounds like Matthew. maybe I am. I don't love him, but I think you're the number one guy. It still thinks I'm the number one. I still feel like I'm the number one guy here. He, he's in Illinois. I mean, he's, you know what I mean? Like he's not behind an awesome offensive line or That's anything true. like that. So, you know, a guy like that is having a hard time getting anything going when he finally gets a crease. He's basically their entire offense as oh, well. Wow. Oh gosh, here we go. We haven't seen these it's in a while. It's been years. <laughs> They're it's dusty. They're really dusty. They're actually dusty. <laughs> I'm busting them out. Crystal balls. I'm busting them out. Nope. Down nah. low, down low. Purple. It has been years. Yeah. Oh, sweet succulent <laughs> balls. Will Chase Brown ever be a top 36 fantasy football running back? <laughs> yes, I see it. I can see it. I can see it in the side. No, one ball says hell. The other one says no. Oh, no, that's Chubb's jersey upside down. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Things aren't looking good, Chase. All right. So Hope the your crystal, brother doesn't hurt you. The crystal balls have spoken. <laughs> Canadian. He's Canadian. So is his brother. Best thing going for him. <laughs> so is his brother. That is true. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm the only one. Oh, good to hold the balls again. That um, It's been a, a minute. I mean, I, I don't love love him, but I don't hate him as Can much as you guys. we do a crystal guys. ball Jeez. episode this summer? Where, where it's only crystal balls? Only yeah. crystal balls. It's been a long time. We might need to. Yeah. Sweet. I, mean, I have him in a campus to can't league. As soon as I was done with him, I went to the group me and I was like, Chase Brown on the block. <laughs> That's all I said. Did you deal with? Because he, I mean, he was a good producer for Campus Cantley because you're scoring on that side. But um, his second all-time leading rusher in Illinois history. Good college back. And yeah. who's it behind? Richard Mendenhall. Uh, I don't know. I forget. Mendenhall is like the only the other only good guy one I know from there. No, it's like, it's not him. It's okay. someone else. I forget. Someone who it is. not. This is a good two good years for Pittsburgh. He did. All right, moving on to the next prospect here. Um, Doesn't get much better. Cameron Peoples, Appalachian State running back, six foot one, two hundred seventeen pounds, nine and three quarters inch hands. I don't know why I keep saying that. But <laughs> I don't four, know either. Four point six one. <laughs> it's a theme now. Uh, four point six one in the forty at a uh, uh, one point five six ten yard split. One hundred twenty one inch broad jump, thirty seven inch vertical. Last year in nine games, he had one hundred and one attempts, five hundred and ninety three yards rushing. Five touchdowns, six receptions, 43 yards, and no additional touchdowns. Yeah, this is so, okay. And now the, the prospects we're going to talk on the second show, the Nerd Show, are unanimously better than all the prospects on this show. The, the back end ones? The yeah. back end ones. Uh, for the sure. back end ones. So yep. 
Uh, Cameron Peebles, first of all, Appalachia State, not a lot of tape on him for getting my hands on. Uh, looking at just like raw numbers, he definitely had a better 2020 and 2021 than he did in 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read that he was banged up some. He did in, have some injuries. In, in 22 he, and some injuries. So he's also 23 years old. I forgot to mention that. He is 23 years yeah. old. He's an old man. Um, a fifth year senior. He'll be 24 to start the season. His birthday is in September. So I, I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna season. give him a little bit of credit of that because it, it, the the first two years were better than last year. I read that he was banged up a about lot. When the season starts, <laughs> there we go. That's better. He'll <laughs> yeah. be 24. Uh, a career average of 6.2 yards per carry at Appalachian State. Run strong. That's an okay jump cut. Uh, but I mean, this guy's not very elusive. His burst isn't really there. His tips are his, his tips. <laughs> his tips are very tight. Talk about um, his tips. <laughs> just a tip. tips. Don't lie. Uh, didn't didn't really catch the ball a lot. Not a lot there for him. And there's one thing that's nobody does that's really weird. I don't know if you guys notice this. When they the ball snaps, he does this little thing where like. He like almost like stands up and jumps like like, and then goes like it's real quick. It's real subtle. I'd but like, like to watch again now just to see this. But what if you wa- watch yeah. it? It kept. I don't know why it bothered I know what you're me. Talking about. He but stands like, up and never goes back down. Yeah, like they hike the ball and then before he goes, like before he goes, right. it's really quick. He's like he's up and then goes. It's I, like I wonder if it stays up. I wonder if that's a tell at all. Like if he doesn't do it on like play action or if he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like when he's getting the ball, mm-hmm. if he does that exclusively, it might be just something like, I feel like he of, did it every time. Almost. He had it started to annoy me, honestly, a he, little bit. He had the worst pad level score I've ever given to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a worse pad level score in the history of doing yeah. this. Runs high. He runs straight up and down. And he wants to be physical. You he would does. want, yeah. you would think he want want to get lower. Yeah, but he no, does not. No, There's no, no bend no. in his game. Uh, <laughs> there, there were actually times that he they used him more as a receiver this year than they did at running back at times. So, because uh, for Debbie leagues, he actually kind of had like one of those hybrid roles where he was able to do that. So he only had I didn't six, see six receptions. Yeah, so. I didn't see any passing. Well, the problem yeah. was they didn't throw it to him, <laughs> <laughs> but he flexed out. <laughs> No, no, Austin did a lot. Hey, Cameron, go on. Roshan Johnson did a lot. Roshan Johnson did a lot. They did. They did. They flexed him out a lot. They flexed Roshan Johnson out a ton. Yeah. And they were through the kid a ball. Like every time, I'm like, this is it. No. Mm, You're a good hit, too. (laughs) You did. Do you want to know who he uh, scored around in my nerd score? (laughs) Who? Spencer Brown. Never heard of him. Reggie Corbin. Never heard of him. Siwo. Ola Nula. I don't know. These remember. are all people from the past four years. Nailed it. I know. I remember the names. <laughs> Scotty Phillips. Not, guess what all those guys have in common? Yep. Not in the league. Undrafted. They're, they're trying to make the XFL, XFL roster. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. This guy's so, not draftable. So, uh, yeah. it's the worst score that I had of all the guys that we talked about so far. Same. He's bad, man. Yeah, he's... he's <laughs> I know. I texted Garrett. I was like, why the hell is he on our sheet? <laughs> well, listen, I mean, it's just You important. went to the combine. Uh, he was at the senior yeah, bowl. That's right. The if guys exactly. are in the senior board, they're at the combine. Like, it's important to know these names as well. Like, for just sure. take out their list and let somebody else draft him. Yeah, for sure. It Ca- absolutely is. Yeah, cross it's them important. off your list. Yeah. And yeah. Chase Browns. <laughs> Chase Brown has got some redeemable qualities. I think the... We're gonna... I would draft a kicker in a non-kicker league. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the next guy you can kind of... Tie in too. All right, so the next guy <laughs> oh, on the list, tie-in. Um, tie, was that Desimo? Yeah, Tyon Evans, 
Running back Louisville, five foot nine, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Another guy with eight and a half inch hands. He's juicy. Four point five two in the forty, one point six one in the ten yard split. So that's uh, about a tenth of a second slower than a lot of these guys in ten yards. <laughs> um, didn't run Lumber. any of the drill. Oh, wait, he did a 30.5 inch vertical. So nothing to write home about there in eight games last year. He had 83 attempts, 525 yards, six touchdowns, six receptions, 13 yards, no additional touchdowns in the passing game. Also 24. And he only played in eight games this year. Why do I have him at 21? I have him at 24. Tyon Evans. We'll have to get that. I'll, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll look into it. We'll have you to start, have our producer nail that one yeah, down. Yeah, you start Googling. Jamie. Correct him. Get it up. I am Jamie. Uh, all right. So with Evans, he's I 21. feel like based on the conversation 21. that we had yeah, before this, 21. I'm going to be kind of like Matt is for Chase Brown. I'm not a truther, but I feel like I like him more than everybody else here. I get it. He does not have juice. Like no. the juice isn't there, nope. um, which which is concerning. But he kind of reminds me of Caleb Huntley of the Atlanta Falcons, where in those short yardage physical situations. Now I'm excited. <laughs> Sold. He's in the NFL and he plays. Sold. Yeah. Give him go, get, go get hit. You have 30 man rosters. You're nice. Like, go pick up Caleb Huntley off the half waiver wire. Half of the people <laughs> listen just went, who? <laughs> <laughs> Which, is fair. Which is fair. <laughs> People got Antonio Brown on their roster. <laughs> uh, but he is he is a very physical player. Uh, he can find the hole and he can hit it and he can hit it hard. So I do think that there is a place for that. Wait, in the can NFL. you say that again? Hit it hard. Finds a <laughs> hole, he hits it, and he hits, hits it, it hard. hard. All right. So <laughs> the guy like. <laughs> Just tie it on. It's fine. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Never mind. Next person go. Are you aroused? <laughs> uh, he was my second lowest grade. Yeah. I mean, I thought he had. I'll, I'll give you a pro. <clears throat> go ahead. I thought for his size, I thought he had pretty good lateral movement for he his size. Decent he was the number one Juco running back coming into 2021. He, I, he, I he thought, went to Tennessee and then he transferred. He did transfer from Tennessee. I thought he did have some quick feet. Yeah. I honestly did for for a back that's you a know poor man's AJ Dillon short and compact uh, for all the fun that we were having. I, he does have a few redeemable qualities. Mm-hmm. He just does not have any burst. He does not have any like long he's a speed running back fullback hybrid. Great. Yes, he is. How big are his hands? Uh, small, eight and a half. He's a yeah, three, a dozen. three fumbles on eighty three carries. XFL. Yeah. Uh, no patience. No third down value. <clears throat> just not draftable. I don't think he's going to get drafted in the NFL. I don't think so either. So I, I don't think, think he will. Uh, you I think do? he'll be. I, well, great. I, I, I'll say this. I think he will be on a roster. I'll say that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be an undrafted free agent, but I think he'll get. He'll get into like a bet. He'll get into Justin Jefferson's jump balls are questionable. He'll get into. They were never questionable. <laughs> they were always above average, and it was contested catch. But regardless, <laughs> it was wrong. Oh man. Uh, I mean. I don't. I mean, and that's I show. like him more than I like Cameron. Uh, Cameron Peoples, Peoples and Chase Brown. I mean, I would, Chase Brown's better than him. I would take Chase Brown over him, and that's so. That's telling you something. Wow, it, that he's it, more powerful than Chase Brown. Definitely, I would trust him at the five yard line. Chase Brown would at least also. gives you some PPR, but this guy at least will get you in the end zone. Like I was literally questioning, I was like, with Chase Brown, like if he's at the five yeah. yard line versus a high school team, do you think he can get through? <laughs> come, come on, man. I think one of it every five tries. Depends what the what, number one ranked high school te- team in the state. No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I don't think so either. Like St. Ignatius, St. Ed's, probably not. Oh, shut up. <laughs> 
stop it. Dude, him trying to pass protects like a paper bag in the wind. <laughs> That's it for the show. That's it. Gonna jump on the Nerd Herd show. Remember, if you want to get in the Nerd Herd, I gotta go to underdogfancy.com, deposit 10 bucks, use the promo code NERDS, you're gonna get the Nerd Herd show. Link in the show notes. Links in the show notes and all the Dynasty GM mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. as well. I use the Dynasty GM this time of year all the time. So almost daily. Yeah. Check or it out. Get a shirt. Let's jump into the Nerd Herd show because we're gonna leave. If you're curious, we're gonna talk about it on the next show. We're gonna be talking about Jameer Gibbs. We're gonna be talking about Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, uh, Israel Abanakanda. Kanda. Abana Kanda. Abana Kanda. Come uh, on, man. Deuce Vaughn. Also known as Gluteus Minimus's Minimus. <laughs> Evan Hall. And that's it. <laughs> Minimus is Minimus. Minimus is Minimus. Oh, yeah. He looks, when he's standing up straight, he lo- he's at eye level. Gluteus Minimus is Gluteus Maximus. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. That's easy for you to say. Adios. 